Welcome to the Provost Perspective. My name is Patrick. This podcast is dedicated to the opinions, thoughts, and experiences of my wife, Carolyn, and I's journey through marriage, children, and life as a whole. While the topics we discuss may be varied, we will do our best to orbit around marriage, relationships, love, and family. Welcome again, and we hope you enjoy. So this week, we want, I was thought we'd talk about the byproduct of last week's discussion. Okay. Which what is, happens when you have sex? About nine months after sex. <laughs> right. Uh, which typically results in crotch goblins. Um, demon spawn. Demon spawn. Oh, what's another one? Fuck trophies? Mm, yeah, yes. that's a good one. Okay. Uh, children. children? Children, yeah. specifically. Yeah. <laughs> uh, have you heard the joke where like uh, the, the dad walks in the house and goes, Honey, why are there four broken condoms on the couch? She goes, Please stop referring to our children that way. Oh my God. <laughs> no. <laughs> That's fabulous. Yeah, no, it's terrible. Uh, <laughs> um, so, a lot of people, I think, have the idea of what child rearing is supposed to be, right? Um, so, and I, I'm not going to start by any means saying that we have it figured out, right? We don't, obviously. I mean, we have constant conversations, probably some weeks more than others, probably, where we're talking, okay, we're having this issue with this child. What should we do? Right? How do we fix this? How do we fix that? We're having kids with emotional issues, uh, or they're you know they're especially right now we got a couple kids entering puberty and they're having difficulties coming over that. Like, what is the right answer for coaching them through stuff? Right? Like, how much do you let them suffer versus how much you, you know, try to walk them through stuff? Um, I am of the fan. It's probably because a lot of my upbringing is you know. Sometimes it's better to Very just, different than mine. Yeah. yeah. Sometimes <laughs> it's better to just suffer it, you know, and then learn your own, learn on your own what it's through. I know we have disagreement on that, though. Yes. Yeah, so. See, even we disagree. And you, you're more prefer of the uh, let's coach them, talk them through this kind mm-hmm. of stuff, right? Um, we have, you know, issues with school. How do they get through school? What do we... You know, how, how much should we be involved in their schooling? How much know? do we expect from them? Right. Yeah. And it's different for each kid, too, right? Absolutely different for each kid. Yes. Our oldest is the easiest of them. Well, she was up until recently. The last year or so has been pretty rough See, and that's her, the problem, but... though. There's no golden manual bestseller for how to raise your kids properly because not a single one of them is the same. And it would be so much easier... <laughs> If, if the same set of rules would work <laughs> for each child. But it would be so boring if it did. I think I might have retained all of my brain cells if it did. Well, you've maintained the majority <laughs> of them, I think. No. <laughs> I think losing brain cells is just a byproduct of being pregnant. Um, yes, I agree with that. And I've been pregnant plenty of times. Yeah. <clears throat> The first couple of years for the kids is, is the easiest time, right? Because they're pink balls of slime that you can just put down and then they stay where they're supposed to and then yes. come back later. They don't move. Um, hopefully not too long later. Like, don't leave them out like for like eight hours and go to the bar or whatever. <laughs> no. It's probably not the right parenting advice to give. Um, but, you know, you, you put a couple of pillows around them, leave them on the couch for 20 minutes so you can go take a shit in peace and then come back, you know, you're fine. Probably not on the couch. Well, they roll. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but hardwood floor is cold, so don't leave them on the floor. You oh, jeez. <clears throat> Moving on. Um, but then as they start getting older, like one of the things that we've definitely learned is 
every single child is unique in the way that they develop, right? Like ours, the first two weren't too far off. Um, it wasn't until they were probably like three or four that we started noticing major differences in their development between mm-hmm. our daughter and our oldest son. But the following two, probably because they're my, they're my crotch bond specifically, um, are dramatically different than the other two. And they're yes. even dramatically different from each other. Yes. Right? Like one is very emotional. And the other one's emotional, but in his own way. Right? He's a giant ball of anger. It's just fucking... Yes. I love it. It's fucking awesome. Like, he, he's like, his answer to things when he gets upset is, I'm just going to break it. Yeah. If he falls and trips on the floor, he starts smacking the floor because how dare the floor trip him? And then yeah. he gets up and moves on with his day. I identify with that. Yeah. Like, I, I get <laughs> yes. that, right? Very much so. But I think the other thing is, like, <clears throat> I'm trying to do better than my dad did. And I'm not saying that my dad did a bad job at all. My dad is a fantastic parent and he did the best he could with what he had. But they probably could have. I probably could have used a bit more emotional coaching early on in my life. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it was a very tumultuous time, so there wasn't really a stable figure to do that coaching. He wasn't um, around a lot. He worked all the time. So well, even prior to us living with him, you know, mm-hmm. it was it, it was a weird time. Yes. Um, so kind of stunted the development a bit. But because of that I struggle with how to coach them through things like right. you know they get upset they get angry how do I teach them to harness that and, and manage that instead of letting it rule them you know because I didn't learn that lesson until I was almost an adult and learning things as an adult gives you lessons that are difficult to teach to children right mm-hmm. like we talked about our daughter the other day on one of our walks about you know, managing anxiety and how to deal with stress and things like that because she's got a lot of the similar personality quirks that, that you that have. I do, yep. But you didn't learn that stuff until you were In my adult. 30s. Yeah, so yeah. how do you teach those adult-learned lessons to children? To an almost 12-year-old. Yeah, in a way that they're going to learn it and hopefully harness it. And, yeah, because uh, I'm still working through a lot of it too, so trying to tell her what I do to get through things and cope with things isn't necessarily going to work for either someone her age or someone with her personality. Yeah. Because where we do have a lot of things that are similar, we have a lot of things that are not. Yeah. So. Well, I feel like your first kid, at the very least, if not your first two kids, you have an excuse. Like, uh, hey, I was. I don't know what I'm I didn't know what I'm doing. Yeah. I was just winging it. You know what I mean? Yeah. When you get on to three and four, like, you should probably have some answers. And I feel like every time we turn around, we don't. We don't. Yeah. Right? Like, I feel like, okay, we've been through this twice now. We should be able to have this answer for Right, but the they're so one. drastically different. Yeah. They're not the same. There's no way to say, hey, these two worked out okay. Why are the other two not working out okay? Because all we did was just add to the chaos. Now, I will say, like, getting them involved in extracurricular activities, like karate, mm-hmm. which is what they're all in right now, Yes. has helped out quite a bit. Because it's given them an outlet, right? It's getting, okay, I've got a place to kind of focus and get some energy out. I think for the younger two... <clears throat> that you could probably do to get them into some, like, contact sports stuff, you know? Maybe not the seven-year-old, but the five-year-old, yes. Oh, he's a meatball. Like, yes. he would just, that's why he'd be great at football. Like, just hit, hey, you, just go, like, Bobby Boucher from the water boy. Go yes. hit that, you know what I mean? He's going to be the frat boy who gets See, dared to know. chug the Tabasco bottle for a dollar while running a football no, down the field. You said the same thing about our <laughs> oldest son, and that's not how he turned out at all. He's a fairy. Right? Like, I wouldn't say that. Okay, dainty? Effeminate? 
All right, we'll is that go a good with that. Word? Metro. Yeah, just... Metro. He's like Uncle Andy. Yeah. Metro. <laughs> Andrew, you need to come coach my Metro. My metro <laughs> right? <too. laughs> he's great with the ladies, but it's probably not it's probably gonna end up as friend zone in the future. Maybe. Or it's you know, it's gonna be the other way around, like you're just gonna have a lot in common with them. They're all different though. Like they're I don't that's probably the hardest thing about like trying to guide this conversation into where how do you coach somebody to do something you're still learning how to do every single day? Right. You know. Now, there's some lessons that we have learned, right? Like, I know that when our oldest son was young, I probably pushed him a little too quickly to be a bit more mature and to control himself and not allow mm-hmm. him to be a kid and, you know, learn from his mistakes. And but, and I've, I've tried to be better with that with the younger two. But I think that for the seven-year-old, I definitely went farther the other way I went too far into um you know babying him a little bit and walking into it and now that the five-year-old I think I've got a pretty good balance now I can I'm starting to learn when he's just upset and needs a hug and other times when he's just being an asshole and I need to work with him you know it's not so much that we say we learn from the mistakes of our fathers but now it's we learn from the mistakes of the previous children yeah Hey, sorry I fucked you up. Uh, I'm, I'm going to do, do better, better on, on this one. one. <laughs> right. <laughs> Which isn't wrong. I mean, if Dela hadn't been such an easy baby and yeah. an easy child. And honestly, um, I think nature does that shit on purpose just to set you up for To better. convince me to have more. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. They give you the easy one first and then the next one's just <laughs> It's a, just a nightmare. Like, it just slowly progresses into a chaos. Right. Um, or in our case... Each one was progressively more and more difficult. Yeah, and I, I think the thing that we struggle with a lot too is is understanding that they all are different in the moment, right? Like we can sit here and think about it and talk about it and be like, yeah, they're absolutely all different. Mm-hmm. But there's times when I catch myself, and, and you've mentioned you catch yourself doing it too, where we get frustrated because one kid isn't like the other kid and right. isn't learning it the way that the other kid learned it or, or right. hasn't isn't doing the things at their age that the other kid did. Like, you know? why isn't this working for you? It worked for so-and-so. Right. Um, I don't know how to do this differently because I learned how to do it this way because it worked for this one. And Yeah. yeah. And we, we do have a chaotic life. So yes. trying to manage that chaos <clears throat> while rearing children is still a challenge, I think. I feel like a lot of things get pushed to the wayside. Um, especially with the youngest, which is why he gets away with a lot because he'll pitch his fit, he'll get angry, he'll get upset. And I'm like, well, we've got to get in the car because we've got five minutes to get to our next destination or this appointment or that appointment. And fine, you can just have it, just get in the car. Yeah, sometimes it's easier to just placate to him and move on with your day than it is. Which we shouldn't do because it's developed into other issues. Yeah, and that's what I'm saying. That's what I was about to say. It built an expectation now, yes. which is going to be harder to train out. Mm-hmm. And it sounds weird to say train with your children, but that's really what you're doing. You're, you're teaching doing. them, you're training them to how to be, you know, normal. Um, which Capable human beings. Normal is a relative word, I think, because uh, we're not normal. No. But <laughs> we are t- teaching them and coaching them, you know. But the other, th- the other three, like, you had a lot more time, you know, because they weren't, especially with the seven-year-old like you, the other two weren't in school yet and they, nobody had extracurricular right. activities so you could take the time to work through them mm-hmm. and work with mm-hmm. it now that we have the older three and they're in activities and they're in Sorry. school and they're doing this that and the other it's it's hard to manage it with yeah. the five-year-old well we had them so close together and yeah. they were all still young 
by the time I introduced the last one, only one of them, you know, like you'd said, was in school. So it just, and I'd homeschooled them for a little while too. So it's, I don't know, it was quieter then because they were all so young and still so dependent on me. But it's like now that they've grown a little more independent, they can do things on their own. They're a little harder to control. Yeah. And they're harder to steer in the right direction because they want to make their own decisions now and they're not always the right ones. So do I let them make the wrong ones and learn from it and help them fix it later or do I push them to make the right ones? Well, something that um you know. Yeah. Something that uh, I remember where I heard it or reading it the other day. Maybe it was something you posted about the negative reinforcement and leaning too far onto the uh we get mad at them for doing the things they're not supposed to. Right. So much so that we don't allow them to explore. Yes. And, and learn and, you know. And I think sometimes our our personalities and our quirks mm-hmm. greatly affect the lives of our minions. Yes. Right? Because I spend a lot of time away from the house dealing with other people's children. And when I come home, the last thing I want to do is go out and go do stuff even though that's what the family probably needs to do and there's time and there's i need to get better at that and just hey suck it up quit being a bitch and let's go right yeah but there's also things that like i like doing that i think would be beneficial to the children Mm -hmm. that you're not necessarily so much a fan of right i've done a lot of those things anyway i i know but i'm like (laughs) like go to the beach (laughs) i know but i mean like let's get in the car and go for a weekend Mm-hmm. you're not okay with that. You need a plan. You need yes. organization and you need, okay, we have a list. We have lists. You we have can't plans, just drop that just, on me on a yeah. Friday night. Hey, we're leaving. No, we're not leaving. <laughs> the fuck we are. We did not put that right? on the calendar. Yeah. There is no plan. Where what are we mean, going? Yeah. It, it would be a nightmare trying yes. to manage that because Absolutely. You, you would get super angry. You'd have a lot of anxiety about it. You'd have a lot of worry about it. But not just me. Our oldest would do that too. I know. Because she needs a plan. <laughs> but I think a lot of that's learned to behavior too. Yes. Like, I don't know how much of that is hardwired versus she's just... She grew up on a very detailed, regimented routine and schedule. And the more kids I had, the less routine and scheduled that was. But she had gotten so used to it. She's just used to building her life around that. And sometimes so is Wesley. But But I think that... So there's, there's, there's part of it, right? And I think that's definitely a valid point. But I think also like... It's that see monkey do monkey thing. Mm-hmm. She sees you stress out about change and work and things, right? Yes. And you've gotten a lot better over the last four or five years. Kind of had to. But her formative <laughs> years were a lot of you yes. freaking out about change, right? Yeah. So I'm, I, and I don't know enough about like child psychology and child developmental psychology to know um, how much of that is nurture versus nature or if even that's been studied, right? I think, but... I have a running theory myself that some of that is learned from mm-hmm. them. Just like I think um, the boys' reaction to, or their reflex to yell, right? Yeah. Um, which is their version of projecting their voice. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> is a learned behavior for me because when they're doing something that I want them to, I quickly deep down, dig down deep, bring out the NCO voice and get loud for a minute just to get their attention. Right. But now they've gotten that habit too, which yes. is why I've tried to make it pretty, I'm trying to get better at not doing that, right? Like reel it back, save it for when you need it, learn the behavior, coach them into the behavior I want them to have instead of yelling at them for the behavior I don't want them to have. You know what I mean? Yeah. Children are a product of their environment. Yeah. Um, and 
mine might be more opinion than it is fact, but from my time in school and college, um, I just lean more heavily towards when it comes to children, parents have more of an effect on how their children turn out than the environment in which they're raised. Um, so what's happening outside of my house isn't going to have as big of an effect as what my parents are teaching me inside of the house. Not just how to deal with what's going on on the outside, but how I'm going to react to situations, how I'm going to react to other people. Just like how racism is learned and taught, not... I think it's individualistic. Yeah. I think that there's some people... Be. I think there's some people who learn better from the outside world and experience. I think they can. Then they will... No, I, I think it's individualistic. Like I said, I, I think that there are people who learn better from the outside world and experience than they ever will from a lesson or lecture given to them by their parents. Right? But that's differences in perspective, right? Because right. you were the person who listened to mom and dad and did what you were told, and you were always nice and neat and nice little good, or at least didn't get caught, right? right. Whereas, <laughs> I didn't give a shit if I got caught. I was doing what I wanted to do, and when I got in trouble, I would suffer those consequences because I'd rather learn the lesson the hard way and suffer the consequences than sit there and take the lecture, right? I would just say, yep, uh-huh, okay, whatever, during the lecture, so that I can get it over with and go back to doing whatever it is I wanted to do anyway, which is very much what my boys do, right? Yep. But they, it was drilled into me early on to just, you need to know right from wrong, and regardless of whether or not you're being watched, you just don't do the wrong thing. Yeah. So it, I always was really good at the, the double take, the, okay, my friends are participating in this, I know I shouldn't, yeah, no, I'm not going to do it. You my, know what I mean? So Yeah, for me, it was an ebb and a flow, right? When I was a kid, it was, I would do what was right the vast majority of the time. I typically followed the rules because it was the right thing to do. Then things started going to shit at the house, and I had friends, and I was hitting puberty, so a whole bunch of things mixed together, and I went, fuck <laughs> it, I'm going to do what I want. And it wasn't until I kind of grew up and grew out of the house that I kind of learned, all right, no, I need to find a balance here and become, you know, a well-rounded human being. Which, that's an ongoing quest, right? Mm -hmm. I'm still trying to figure that out, but I can't let the boys fall short just because I feel like I don't have all of the answers, right? Because I do have some answers. I do know you don't lie. I know you don't cheat. I know you don't steal. I know that you treat others with respect. Those are all lessons that were taught to me as a kid. We can teach the lessons whether they execute them. That's kind of different, right? Right. They're individuals on their own. And some things, regardless of what we teach them, I think they're going to do anyway. Yeah. Like the dishonesty thing seems to yeah. be at its heightened peak um, with our boys right now. It's not heightened, but it's, 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 yeah. It's, like at the highest it's been. I mean, this yeah, is our, so far. Yeah. I think we've hit that point where they're about to learn a lot of really hard lessons. Yeah, but it's not at a peak. <clears throat> Trust me, it's not at a peak. We haven't even hit the teenage years yet. <laughs> well, it, the uh, highest it's ever been for now. Sure. <laughs> I'm not saying it can't get worse, just. And I don't know why that is. I don't know if it's because there's, they feel like they were able to get away with some shit up to this point. So there's some reward in it. Mm hmm or maybe the way that we're reinforcing that isn't effective or efficient, right? Because you are prone to lecture, right? 
Let's you are prone to... What my parents did to me. Thanks, Mom and Dad. Sit, All those half-hour lectures. <laughs> sit down and let's talk about it. Yep. And I'm going to give you a lecture about, you know... My dad didn't. If you <clears throat> fucked up, you got an ass whooping, and then we moved on with our day, right? Like, that was it. It was short and it was brief. Um, he wasn't really pr- prone to lecture, and he was more apt to, uh, you want to stick that fork in the light socket? It's going to hurt, but good luck. And then, blap, ah, fuck, that hurt. Yep. Yeah, nope. All right, let's fix you up. That was my dad's kind of, and I don't want to mean, I don't want to mean sound like he was an, a, a neglective parent, but he, I think he had kind of understood that we would learn better from experience than we would from a lecture. And though Dale learns well from lecture. Yes. The other three, not, not so, so much, much, right? However, Raslin doesn't learn from either of them because letting him experience something and get hurt and reap the repercussions uh, doesn't make him not do it again. He will continue to do it repeatedly, no matter how many times he hurts himself. So I'm not sure how to get through to that one. Because he is... They're all so different. Because he is experimental. He's like, oh, I'm going to try this. Ow, oh, fuck, that hurt. All right, let's try it again. Right. Oh, fuck, that hurt. Okay. Why does it keep hurting? <laughs> let's try it this way. Nope, that still fucking hurts. Okay, yep. let's try it this way. Okay, that worked. All right, we'll go with that, right? <laughs> That's just the way his brain works. Is he, he does process of elimination, trial and error. I'm going to smash my head against this wall until I find a loose brick, right? Right. And, hey, good for him. That's the way that he learns. What I think that we could do better at is a little bit more observation about the differences in their personalities mm-hmm. and then using our maturity relative <laughs> to them, right? Relative to them um, to figure out what's going to be the best approach for them. And I think that's been our defaults. It hasn't been the pathway forward so far. Well, trying to find what the best approach is has been the problem. And I think that's where most parents have a problem because you think you might have an idea and you try to implement that idea, and 80% of the time it doesn't work. Well, sure. Because it's it's like throwing darts at a dartboard, but the target's moving, and you're just hoping something sticks. And I think, that, but honestly, I think that's the answer. Like, it, as much as it sucks, yeah. like, it, there isn't an easy button. There isn't a way to go, yep, this is how you do it, and this is how it works. Yeah. You've really got to, you know, it's kind of like counseling, right? Yeah. Not... The counselor that's good for me is not necessarily going to be good for you. The therapist that's good for me is not necessarily going to be good for you. That person's approach and theories and, and mindset is has to accent the way that you work forward. And us as parents, we have to find a way to work around our kids' personalities and find a means that's going to teach them to the skills that they need as they grow up. But then once you find that thing that works, it's only going to last for two years because then they're going to change. Well, sure. <laughs> and then you pull the book back out. You, you go, pull the book back out and you go, and dust it off. And right. you start back, start back over, right? You go, all right, here's the list of one through a hundred. We'll start at one and work our way down. Right? Yeah, right. And it's, it is frustrating. And there's times when I catch myself getting angry and I catch myself getting exasperated. And I just want to be like, you know what? Fuck you guys. And then, you know, take a break for 20 minutes. And sometimes that's exactly what I have to do. It's like, okay, I'm going to go take a walk. i got to get a break. I, I have given myself a time out and locked myself in my room and told them, I need to go sit in my room by myself for a little bit and I'll be back. Because yeah. I just, 
you get angry so many times you don't want to get angry anymore because right. after a while you don't even remember why you're angry you're just tired well and i think that's a that's a big problem mm-hmm. with us too is, yeah. is we have a hard time controlling our frustration yes um, when things happen well we're outnumbered well <laughs> yes there's part of it and i think we could do a better job of structure and consistency because i think that's our biggest problem is we start a system Mm -hmm. and then we give up on it because it's a lot to maintain and we're inherently lazy so um no well you might be but (laughs) (laughs) my problem is control i need to have control over everything i need to be control of everything i need to control the outcomes the decisions the the everything and when i cannot control how my children behave, I don't know what to do with well, myself. And, that's what the and word, that causes a lot of dismay. That's one of the things that the worst therapist in the world told you. Yes. Right? <laughs> that get I need to get over, over it. it. <laughs> and I believe that's a direct quote, get the fuck over it. Yes. Um, by the way, he's not the worst therapist in the world. No, he's, he's the best therapist in the world. He's a fantastic therapist. But, but his calls, daughter called him the his, worst therapist in the world. <laughs> his daughter said that he must be the worst therapist in the world. <laughs> so it just became a joke. And It's a thing. Yeah, that was a thing. Mike, if you're listening to this, hi. Um, if you guys are ever in Connecticut, let us know. Yeah, we got a, we got a good one for you. <laughs> He's a liberal, but uh, he says fuck a lot, so we get along. Right. Um, <laughs> but anyway, uh, one of the things that he always said is we, we've got to get over it, right? Like, mm-hmm. I don't have issues with control. I've never really had issues with control. Um, I have issues with authority. Yes. Those are different, but I have issues with authority, but I don't have issues with control. And that's Rasslin's problem. He has issues with authority. Right, but... If you can, I have a feeling for him, right? He has strong emotions. Yes. If you can just sympathize with him for a little bit to get through his emotions just for a second and then say, I understand how you're feeling, to to display to him that I understand how you're feeling Mm -hmm. and then walk him into what he wants or why he doesn't get what he wants, Mm -hmm. he's usually pretty responsive. Not always, and it's not always a win. But the last couple of times I've done it, I've had positive results. And I don't know if it's just me because they do treat me differently than they treat you. When you leave the house, they're all dramatically different children than when you are in the house. And we get that a lot because, and there might be other moms out there, let us know, um, that have the same issue. And it seems to be a trend, and I know a couple of people have dropped ideas behind why but uh most of the time children are on their worst behavior for their moms and i hear it often when we leave them with babysitters or other family members or even just you um that they're considerably considerably more well behaved well so that's the thing is it's it's funny to us because sometimes we get caught in our own bubble right and we Mm -hmm. think that our kids are hellions yes until we go to Walmart and mm-hmm. then we see other people's children and we're like, no, our kids are fine. Um, yeah. Or when people consistently stop us to tell us how well-behaved our kids are in yeah. restaurants or the doctor's office. So i got to imagine <laughs> we're not shitting the bed on this one. Yeah, but it must not be doing terrible. But there's always room to improve, I'm sure. Um, and, you know, like, for example, my, my dad, when we were back home, um, it's weird to call it home now, but back there... Um, <laughs> Back there, that place. Yeah, that place. Um, <clears throat> when we left the kids with them, mm-hmm. he we came back and he was like, "No, oh, they were angels, so wonderfully behaved. They're great kids. Like they were had we had a grand time. No big deal." That was weird to me. 
Now, part of it might be my dad's blowing smoke up our ass. Oh, right. <laughs> part of it is they just might be because we've heard it from babysitters and stuff too that yeah. they're just different children when we hear it from their uncles. Around, we right? hear it from yeah. yeah everybody. So I don't know. Like I don't think we're I don't think we're losing the battle. I just think that there's ways that we can improve and we learn a little bit every day, right? We're, we're, yeah. we're this is an ongoing thing and it doesn't stop when they're 18 despite how much I joke about them leaving my house when they're 18. No, I still talk to my mom every day and I'm 40. Yeah, I don't talk to my dad every day. Sorry, dad. Um, but I do I do try Slacker. to talk to him at least a couple times a week. Um, you know, even if it's just a text, but uh, definitely since last year when he had his medical issues, um, mm-hmm. I've been a lot more cognizant of doing that. But I know it's a lifelong thing. And I want to build a relationship where when my kids are going through something hard, especially in the coming years for our daughter, call. Yep. that they're comfortable coming and talking to us and saying, hey, I'm, I'm going through this. This is going on. I need some help. Or, hey, I'm just having a shitty day. Can I come sit in your lap? And, hey, I'm always down for that, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, or even worse, like they get to college and something dramatic happens. And I want them to be able to call me and be like, Dad, I'm having a hard time. And be like, mm-hmm. okay, well, what's going on? And I can help them. But we've got to build that foundation now. Yeah. And I think we do a pretty good job of it. I just think that there's room to improve. You know? I mean, there was definitely turmoil um, during my earlier teenage years, uh, especially between my mom and I, but even between my dad and I, you know, I yeah. think it's just a teenage thing, which I'm not looking forward to. I, I will, <laughs> well, I'd be the... so depressed the day one of my kids finally says they hate me. Um, but, uh, you know, it, it didn't affect my feeling comfortable enough to call my dad. And I can't tell you how many times in... My first couple apartments when I lived by myself, because I've always had a lot of nightmare issues, um, really graphic, disturbing nightmares. And there were times I would wake up in the middle of the night, two, three in the morning, and I would reach for my phone and call my dad. And he would answer the phone in the middle of the night to talk me down and make me feel better, and then I could get back to sleep. And it was comforting knowing that even in my 20s, I could still do that. Well, so so it, it also makes me comfortable knowing that even in their 20s, my kids might still need me. Yeah. Well, and it's it's going to need you differently, right? Yes. And that, that was a hard lesson to learn over the last few years is, you know, you went through a, mo- a time there where you're like, I don't make their lunches anymore. I don't, you know, brush their teeth them. I don't brush their teeth for them anymore. I don't they take bathe them anymore. By themselves. Like my kids don't need me. <laughs> they anymore. don't need me. And that's yeah. not true. They do need you. They just need you a different way, right? Yeah. Uh, and that's a sign of success, I think, is they're learning to be independent. They're learning how to do things by themselves, so that when they do move out, they can function as human beings, and not have to come over to the house to wash clothes because they don't know how to operate a washing machine. You know. But then they would come see me. <laughs> <laughs> That's a toxic relationship. Yeah, I know. Um, that's a dependent, <laughs> toxic relationship. I want them to come over because they want to. I don't want them to come over because they have yeah. to. Like when I would go over to my parents' house so I could work out with my mom. Because mm-hmm. for a while there we were working out together. Or when I would come over mom, late night to watch. Your mom jazzercises. You didn't go jazzercise. Tell no, me we used jazzercise. to do different stuff back then. It was from uh, home. Um, but we, I think it was Taibo we did together because I think that's when I got introduced to it way back when. I have a hard time picturing your mom doing typo let's go back to who was the really gay guy that wore the little short shorts and the, uh, Russell um, Simmons yeah my mom used to do that when I was a kid <laughs> that's awesome <laughs> just threw my mom under the bus but that was hilarious VHS and all baby my uh, sister and my stepmom um, back in the 90s I don't remember who it was 
I remember the video though. It was it's probably it's like the atypical '80s workout video with like the girl in like the tights, but the one piece like swimsuit over the top. Yeah. Of, you know, but it was like two separate colors. And then they had the leg warmers on, mm-hmm. and they do the uh, the butt lifts, leg lift things. Yes. Yeah, it's terrible. <laughs> Either way, but it was, you know, I would go over and I would work out with my mom and then I would go over sometimes in the evening, like late night evening, because I knew my yeah. dad stayed up late like I did because I was an insomniac too. And we would watch um, Cheers and, no, we would watch <laughs> Cheers and we would watch Frasier together. Eh, yeah. Seinfeld's better for sure. <laughs> Seinfeld's terrible. Well, get out of here right now. <laughs> terrible. And of course you think Friends are funny, so. <laughs> Friends was funny. Friends was not funny. You wouldn't know. You've watched like three shows. I've watched enough to know that it's not funny. Um, anyway. So, <clears throat> yeah, I mean, I want to, I want our kids to know that they, they always have a home and always can come back to, um, but I also want them to know that I'm not their best friend. I'm their dad. Right. And I think that's where a lot of parents drop the ball nowadays. They're trying too hard to be their kid's friend. I want my kids to like me rather than I wanting my kids to respect me. Yeah. Well, I I don't want my kids to respect me. Not in the way that I... How do I put this? I want to know that I've earned my kids' respect. Absolutely. Not demand it like some people do. Yeah. You know? Well, respect is earned regardless either way. Yeah. I, I respect my dad for his wisdom. Though we disagree mm-hmm. on a lot of things, mm-hmm. we agree on enough to say that, you know, if I needed advice from him, he could give me advice. And I may not always take it, and he gets mad at me for that, but he gives me a perspective that's different than maybe what I had thought of before. Well, I'm glad you didn't take um, his advice in regards to me. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> um, Love you, Papa. <laughs> but, I mean, he also, like, he's got apprehensions. you got to imagine, you got to, and we've talked about this, where mm-hmm. from the outside view what our relationship looked like when yeah. we first started, right? But that's a separate issue altogether. Um, that's the thing I think we can get better at is learning to adapt to our children and not forcing our children to adapt to us because they are humans and we want them to be independent. We want them to be individuals but still set and play that fine line of still setting the rules and saying, look, this is the way it's going to be and these are the rules in the house. These are the boundaries. Um, You know, we're willing to work with you and coach you and help you and guide you um, as you need, but you still need to follow these rules. And setting those, you know, setting the foundation to say this is what we expect from members of the family in the house. Well, there are, um, and I grew up with that with my mom, and I don't know that she did it on purpose, and I don't think a lot of parents do, um, but they live vicariously through Mm -hmm. their children. Um, So instead of letting them develop their own likes and interests and be their own person their parents direct them or push them towards the here this is what I liked you should do this um and really push for that like um I wouldn't have started playing volleyball if it wasn't for my mom and I would never have joined color guard if it wasn't for my mom now I ended up liking both of those things and being very good at them but again it was more of a my mom pushing me to dress a certain way my mom pushing me to like certain colors my mom pushing me to do certain things and I just, I've caught myself doing that mm-hmm. with the kids every now and then because I thought something might be better for them. And I have to reel myself back. Like, you know what? This is what they want to do, and I need to just let them try it. Yep. But at the same <clears> note, <throat> was like, you know, Joey was like, I want to play hockey, and I want to do karate, and I want to do this, and I want to do that. No, dude, you, you got to narrow it down. <laughs> you got to pick one. Like, yeah. we just don't have the resources. And that's one thing that I, I wish... My dad didn't do a good job at hiding it, but he never wanted to come out and say it. 
that we just didn't have a lot of resources to do stuff as a kid, right? Yeah. And he tried so hard to hide it from us, but it was, I, I at least, I can't speak for my siblings, but I at least saw, you know, yeah. and there was things I specifically avoided asking my dad that, to do right. because I knew it was going to put him in a bind or Same. he couldn't afford to do so. Mm-hmm. I don't want my kids to feel like that. I, I want them to feel like we, we're going to try to make it work within reason though. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'm not going to give you a silver platter because one, yeah. I can't afford the silver platter and two, right. you haven't really earned that you know what I mean but I don't hide that from them either like I I don't want the kids to ever see like I'm glad they don't know the rougher point of our life that Mm -hmm. we had uh where we really struggled but I also don't want them to think that they can have it all either yeah um so when I tell them you know there's four of you so I can't put you in dance and art and uh piano lessons and karate and hockey all at the same time you each have to pick one thing and we'll get you enrolled in it because yeah. we just financially it's not smart for us to put you in multiple things so we can yeah. make sure everything else is taken care of and they understand that so i don't think they they don't ask for a whole lot no like they used to they're really good about that but they don't feel bad about it either so there's times when we have to say no and mm-hmm. they they understand i think mm-hmm. well the older two definitely do yeah. Wrestling um, takes it pretty hard. But they still feel bad, right? Yeah. They, for, and I, Dayla definitely more so because she feels bad for having to ask. Yes. And uh, she knowing kind of what the answer is going to be, I think. Mm-hmm. But either way, like that's deterring into finances. And maybe that's what we talk about next week. We're going to talk about finances next week. Money, money, money. Money, money, money. <laughs> yeah, I think that's what we'll do. Um, so yeah, child... Rearing is probably a topic we're going to talk about a lot, quite a bit, uh, especially as things come up in our life. I'd like to bring those conversations to the microphone and, and discuss them. And mm-hmm. maybe not some of the intimate details about it, but, you know, some discussions that we've had throughout the week. Um, because this isn't the sole discussion to have. It's not like we save all of our weekly discussions for once a week. You know what I mean? We do talk throughout the week. So um, we'll, we'll probably hit this topic again and, and talk about it. But we did cover quite a bit this week so if you guys have specific questions um about our experiences or things you'd like us to touch a little bit heavier on please 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 let us know um we're on itunes now so go over there take a look at it if you could give us a like um or rating and review and again always 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 give us feedback we're on uh instagram and facebook um love to see you there until then See you next week. Thanks for listening. We hope you enjoyed this episode. If you did, please feel free to reach out on Instagram or Facebook. We'd love to hear your feedback or suggestions on our next topic. See you next week.